0: This week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. You know what I I, I truly believe? If you have a dad that is violating your body at a certain age, Mm -hmm. that's one parent that's violating Mm -hmm. the trust. When your mother stays with them, there's nobody that's backing you, right? And I come from an entire family that is, you know, sweeping things under the rug. So there is no safe place. And so if these are the people that's raising you, until I had my child, my child was the most triggering thing to me. Everything went crazy. My, My husband at the time was like... something wrong with you like i I was so true i didn't know what was wrong i didn't trust a soul so now i don't always trust myself until you 26 calling out your parents like it's a version of stockholm i thought everything was fine
1: the way that you're compensating for a subconscious belief is by being controlling so the belief is because you have been violated that makes you feel powerless and helpless in those moments You don't feel safe by one person and the person who is supposed to protect you didn't protect you. So now you have to create your own safety, which yours is really just it's not a real safety. It's a false sense of safety Mm -hmm. that you're creating by being in control to help you avoid feeling powerless and to help you avoid feeling helpless. But now you're creating harsh boundaries and almost in a sense you're subconsciously. I'm going to say unconsciously, punishing other people for mistakes that other people made. It's just a subconscious attempt for you to protect yourself. In other words, it's another form of self-sabotage.
0: Hey, sugar, you're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now, and that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya. I'm your host today, and you guys, I know I say it all the time that I have an amazing episode for you, but I am fangirling the fuck out, okay? (laughs) But... Before we get into that, we got to get into a review. okay? so today's review says great to see your evolution from Ball Headed Gypsy. Y'all so funny. (laughs) It says I've been a fan since you were teaching on Patreon and I remember that you were semi open with your audience, but it was clear there were things you were not yet comfortable sharing. Now to see how vulnerable you are is so beautiful and it is inspiring and helpful to me on my own journey. The episode called Is Your The Episode called Is Your Spiritual Insurance Paid was my favorite to date. I know that couldn't have been easy been an easy one for you, but it was so inspiring because it helps me to keep the face while I pursue my own dreams. So again, thank you for all that you do. My eye is just twinkling just a little bit, uh bald headed gypsy because that was one of the most difficult episodes that I've done because it was just me. Um, I definitely still battle with feeling like I'm enough, even on my own. And um, it's crazy how y'all listen to me when I say, hey, leave me a review. Let me know if you like these solo segments. I want to do my little Jay Shetties, you know, where I talk to y'all on my own and y'all listen to me and y'all do. So um, thank you so much for just seeing me and, and, Hearing me and saying, Okay, she needs that, I'll do it. It only takes a few seconds. So, you guys, if you're listening to the podcast and you love it, ask yourself, Have you reviewed the podcast? I know that a lot of people say it, but I get imposter syndrome. So, being able to tap in and see that I am helping, not just like, Oh, love the show. You guys, the show costs zero dollars and zero cents to you guys to take it in, to use it, to hear all my mistakes, hear us talk about booty holes and trauma and crying and everything else. But for me, it costs a lot. It costs a lot of vulnerability, a lot of oversharing, a lot of hell a lot of money it, it costs it just it costs so um letting me know that what i'm doing is helping means more than you know so please if you have not reviewed or rated the podcast please uh please be sure to do so but thank you so much ball-headed gypsy <laughs> i appreciate you so you guys let's get into this episode. Today, I have the most beautiful and amazing Kitty J. Rose with me today, and I am so excited to have you. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, baby.
0: Yes. She <laughs> the
1: good old southern The good old southern draw.
0: okay? <laughs> uh, you are the host of Talk To Me Kitty. You have your own show now. Yes. Long time coming. Long time Long coming. Long
1: time coming. Yeah, um.
0: Absolutely. You was getting us together in that car. <laughs> <laughs> Together in that car, baby, do I think I found you during COVID. Or
1: was it right before COVID? All mm-hmm. I know is like she is spitting.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So please introduce yourself to the following so we can get right into it.
1: Uh I am Kitty J. Rose, host of Talk to Me Kitty. I am your favorite relationship and communication expert. They favorite Yeah The The one that be throwing blows (laughs) The favorite I really need to add Emotional intelligence What Right there as well Because everyone knows me For helping communication Mm, Yes Communication and boundaries Yeah But I'm really good At teaching people Emotional intelligence I feel like I need to start
0: Hmm. Talking about that a little more too, add that to the classes. <laughs> yes, I can't
1: wait to see what you do with
0: it. There is I just I love your content. I, you. I think that it, it definitely resonated with me because a lot of the things that you talk about were things that I was blind to before I, right. I found you after therapy, but I was yeah. like,
1: what the hell was she at when i was struggling <laughs> you know
0: facts you know um just being so straightforward and i think that people don't understand i know that people sometimes don't like it but right. you have no idea what fantasy somebody is living in and you trying to be so polite and not say nothing and so they believe you you yeah. know and you just always been a straight shooter and i fucks with it
1: yeah I'm, yeah i don't know how to be um i don't know how to sugarcoat Things, but I always say when you pat people on the back, it's a great disservice. I've mm. always said that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there are certain things you shouldn't do because if not, people are going to be complacent. Absolutely. And it's just going to stunt the growth. So
0: you can tell the truth respectfully, it don't have to be, you know, cold, hard, and nasty yeah. necessarily. Um, When's your birthday? What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. You also. Okay, well, that Pisces. makes <laughs> sense. That makes Is that sense. Ready? Yeah, Pisces is cuz think about it the first sign of the zodiac is Aries which is me. And you see you see my you see that my fire. childish energy. Well yeah, that fire Man. is there, baby. <laughs> this,
1: <it makes>
0: <laughs> but you've been you've been here a couple hours now. <laughs> you see my little, my little, my little childish habits certain things. It it is is I'm the first sign of the zodiac, but my, my rising is Leo. So oh. I'm double fire. Um so I'm I also have that boss energy, but my moon is Virgo. So I'm very particular as you mm. can you can see. Mm. What, you, do you know yours? I should have looked it now, up you know before what? we started.
1: Randy's told me something. It was, look, I'm not with a, I I, I can't follow everything, okay? <laughs> no, it's somebody, a Pisces, a Capricorn, and somebody else. Oh, big money. It's somebody. Oh, it makes sense. Capricorn.
0: Is, Capricorn <laughs> is big money, baby. That makes sense. Okay, why you think you do your taxes in January? It's, it, it rules money and also it's very logical. It's, it mm-hmm. doesn't, emotions. Oh, that come,
1: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so oh. I'm, ooh, teach me something. All right.
0: Look, y'all heard it here. I taught her something today. <laughs> All right, but we're going to get into this episode, okay? Mm-hmm. So we start off with the adult tip of the day, because I don't know about you, but one day you look up and you like, oh, is. I'm supposed to have the responsibilities. Yeah. I, I'm supposed to know how to do CPR if you fall out. I'm supposed, <laughs> you know, and, and all of that stuff. But sometimes a uh, uh, adult tip of the day is like, a, my therapist says, or like, here's a life hack. Get you a house cleaner or something like that. And it's just yeah. one little thing a day that you learn and it. It's like, oh, damn, I ain't know that no matter how old you get. So right. um, today's adult tip of the day says, I'm one of the richest people that ever lived because I wake up every day and I need nothing. Mm. Cat Williams. Mm. <laughs> And I saw that, of course, with all these shenanigans that's going on in the Internet. But I really love that um, quote, because for me, uh-huh. that's exactly how I feel. Even though my resources change and fluctuate and all mm-hmm. those things, a lot of people say, you know, how can you sometimes go through these things? Or how can you power through? Like, I know mm-hmm. you probably tired. You didn't got off tour and things like that. But it's like, I'm just I'm rich every day I wake up and I, I want for nothing. I, I don't need anything. And you I,
1: know what? I took that a completely different way.
0: I would love to hear it.
1: I made that more spiritual Mm. because I always say that I'm wealthy in spirit and I would much rather be wealthy in spirit a believer, wealthy in spirit, wealthy in the word, wealthy in God rather than necessarily be rich on earth. Absolutely. Financially. So when I heard that, that went completely a complete different way. I'm like, that's right. I am in spirit. (laughs) I am. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I feel like when you say that, um, I need nothing for me it's uh the my 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 listeners know because it 's been a journey, yeah, and i know we 're getting to know each other so yeah. here's our little, here our little fr- <laughs> here our little first date um is that uh when I transitioned into into production i I transitioned out of a lot of things mm-hmm. and so that meant losing a lot of things mm-hmm. and it was one of the happiest times of my life yes. one of the worst quote unquote years or most difficult um times of my life was is one of the best ones ever. And that is because I'm I'm safe and I'm sound inside, mm-hmm. which is something that I've never had before. And I yeah. have, you know, I, I my first company did hit, you know, a million. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it was beautiful, don't get me wrong, but I didn't have that same spiritual security yes. that I have now. Yeah. And so I need for nothing because I... I don't need anything. I don't necessarily need anything. Now my want list is long, Mm -hmm. but it's not, that's not the same, you know,
1: you're fulfilled. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, what's important.
0: (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. All right, so next we get into our Twitter talk. And Twitter talk is because we're gonna play pay homage to Black Twitter. Mm. Black Twitter is the culture. And even though it ain't even it ain't even Twitter no more, but guess what they still call it. When you say Black Twitter, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Ex- you know, I can't
1: say anything. Uh-uh, your mama X. named
0: your ex, you so I'ma call you that. Shout Twitter. out to my girl Lavon, okay? <laughs> um and so uh it's just where we my sh- you know, my shows be real spiritual we got to heal, or you know things like that but i was like people like a little tea or mm-hmm. something to uh debate about a little debacle <laughs> and so you know this is this is the closest i can get okay, It's a, that's it's that's a little five minute okay this is the messiest you get mm. all right so i saw on the internet it said um there was a it was a quote um i apologize because so i don't remember the page and i didn't take the whole quote i'm sorry i only needed a little part i took what i needed <laughs> um it says you leak energy when you overshare be private. Don't tell mm-hmm. people more than they need to know. And mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about that because you've always balanced vulnerability.
1: Yes. Oh, I like that. So. You know, when you are an open diary, people can exploit your vulnerabilities mm-hmm. they can exploit your weaknesses. Um, and so I do believe that oversharing can be a problem. I'm a firm believer that oversharing is a problem. You, you still have to have a sense of privacy to, um, to protect yourself, right? You never want to fall victim to an abuser, a manipulator, or an exploiter. They're going to use all of that against you. Also, you give people a blueprint on how they're going to treat you. These so if you come in, you talk about all of your past grievances, or past hurts, or wrongdoings, or things that people have done to you, people can emotionally blackmail you right off of that and then you get stuck in this pit of manipulation and abuse so i'm a firm believer that with personal you have to have personal boundaries with yourself yeah what am i willing to share and what should i because people need to be gradual people meet people and they're like i want to connect with you and i want to tell you everything i'm an open book you shouldn't be an open book (laughs) close gradually get to know this person so that way you can figure out if this is a genuine connection or not
0: yes i understand so yeah um I ha- I have two experiences that that it makes me think about mm-hmm. um, one being I and this is really great especially when you're looking for a healthcare professional. Yes. Um I had an astrologist who also was um w- was doing life coaching. Mm-hmm. And of course when you first go to people and I've been through all different types of yeah. therapies and so you know you you keep changing and you keep getting fired as you mm-hmm. grow and keep trying to find different areas and at this time that was where I was going next and how it started and what I learned was all real. Mm-hmm. But the ending of that that relationship, that business relationship was because when I corrected and called mm-hmm. out something because now now I've learned, you know, yeah. I've been through all these things. And I've learned I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. this isn't correct. Mm-hmm. The things that used to be my problem was used against me to of for course. her to protect. Like, no, that's not the case. You know, you right. do this. Actually, I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And I said what I said, mm-hmm. you know, so there was that. Um, so I, I think that. For a moment, it was difficult for me to and I haven't been back to a, a therapist, a life coach. You're the closest that I'm I'm, and I, literally, you know, I've been balancing my calendar. I'm like, I'm going to go to these classes, but I'll be missing stuff on my calendar, which is a whole nother topic for another day. And so I'm like, you know, maybe I'll get into some group classes. That yeah. way I don't have to necessarily develop that personal relationship for, mm-hmm. you know, for a while, let myself heal from that. Yes. Um, but also on the other end, I've learned that I cause myself more emotional grief if I share everything with everybody because everybody can't handle anything like the people that are actually in my friendships and relationships I have different friends for different Mm -hmm. things and I've learned I put too much on people if I share things with them that that's not what they're there for Mm -hmm. or they can't help with that like I had to realize like if they can't help or if I don't want to be them in the situation or their advice is not Mm -hmm. pertinent now you just talking to somebody you know and I'm already a Mm -hmm. Over i'm an oversharer. you know my my vulnerability is my superpower but i have to realize that there still has to be intent behind it and so i'm still honing that skill
1: i like to place boundaries on myself before i place them on other people um and i'll kind of give you a a list of them Uh, physical boundaries are a big thing for me i don't i don't necessarily like people to just feel like they can just be in my space all the time Mm -hmm. um i feel like if i have a closed posture that you should be able to read that I'm closed off right there. If I have an open posture, then yes, you probably have the green light to go. But I do believe in consent in all things. Um, emotional boundaries. I don't believe in overloading people with whatever it is that I'm going through emotionally. Yeah. Because some people don't have the emotional nor mental capacity. To hear all of that so I set that boundary with Myself like sometimes you can share things but Sometimes you just have to hold off be able to read A person see if it's there but no one Should ever be your dumping ground absolutely Um, Conversational boundaries is a big One back and forth for me there are certain Conversations that I don't have with people I Want to allow myself to gossip I'm really big Mm -hmm. on Not gossiping I don't like the way that it feels I Don't like to talk about people especially Mm -hmm. behind their Back if I'm not gonna say it to your face I'm not gonna say it at all Um, And then Content boundaries are another big one for me I know when to stop the social media consumption. Mm-hmm. You have to. As well as I have to give my mind some rest. I don't like to see negative things. Most of my feed is about relationships and marriages anyway because it's what I do. So most of right. it is. But if I see things that are negative and stuff like that, you will not see me consume that. I know that it's time for me to turn turn it off and come out of it
0: that mean i didn't scroll too long that i ended up over here in this algorithm that ain't even on my
1: thing yeah yeah but i'm really big on that I'm, i'm really big in protecting my peace i love to protect my peace as much as i love people i do realize that not everybody's for you yeah so i don't make meaningless connections at all if i see if you give me the slightest feeling that we're incompatible and I don't care what it is, business partnership, friendship, anything like that. The slightest feeling that we're incompatible. I'm not forcing that. Yeah. I send you off for love. We can go to brunch. I always tell people that we can go to brunch. Uh, you better than me because I ain't offering. Just let y'all know right now. <laughs> if I invite you to brunch, it's not a good <laughs> thing.
0: It's, it's not, over.
1: It's not a good thing.
0: It's crazy because I love brunch. So if I invite you to coffee, you know what it is? I can't even say that. I'm. I'm. If I If I don't see the vow, especially now. Mm-hmm. I gave so much of me away for mm-hmm. so long that I realize I'm made. Sometimes I feel like I'm making up for lost time or yeah. I got to, you know, just be more present um, and, and not take advantage of what's been given to me. Right. But also I'm in a space right now that I'm I'm trying to get back to a certain place or either get get to a certain place. And mm-hmm. it, there is a level of sacrifice that I, I have to put in right now, even for myself. Yeah. So everyone can't have access right now. Mm-hmm. And also I don't have the. I don't have the compartments to give them space for where I have access to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not being super social right now. Right. I, I'm only the people that know what's going on and that are helping this. I'm seeing this vision through. Mm-hmm. And until I do that, I can't do, I, I have things that I want to do next, but I can't do it if I don't get done with this. So
1: that's like the main reason why I haven't been establishing connections. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking for friendships or anything like that. I'm just not my assistant, my husband. They know everything. No, I'm serious. And I'm, I'm being everything. honest. They know everything that I'm doing. And like some people who are trying to develop connections with me, you know, build friendships. They don't understand when I get quiet, it's nothing against you. And I always tell people to stop personalizing things. It's nothing against you. Yeah. I get quiet because I'm in my zone. Yeah. I'm I'm there and I'm trying to figure things out. And I don't like to be distracted in that time. That's another reason why I just... Connections, Building connections right now, it's like, mm, because then it'll be another distraction that yeah. I have to actually invest into people. And if I'm investing into my craft, it's going to be hard for me to invest into other people. Absolutely. So, I can't yeah.
0: show up and it's not going to be reciprocal. Exactly. And then you don't think that, oh, you're acting funny yep. and this is this. I tell people all the time, like people are like,
1: oh, you always at the content house.
0: I want to come over. I'm working. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I love what I do. And I mm-hmm. love every single person that I work with. But the reason that they're here is because also if I say, hey, y'all, let's go ahead and plug up the camera. Let's talk about this. Yes, They're with it. They're like, okay, let's do it. Now, you know, after a certain time, it's like somebody take your ass to sleep. But, <laughs> but most times they with it or it's like all I talk about is work and it's fun and it looks enjoyable. But at the same time, you might not be <laughs>
1: I just feel like I can... God have mercy. Okay, I'm sorry. I feel like I can hear someone saying that because just D- based off what you said D- earlier... You had every time talking <laughs> to me? Talking to me?
0: Samaya, what are we talking about right now? You just said you wanted to do this and I'm like, we're going to do it all, guys. Like,
1: someone told me that. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to scream out, laugh, and rub my feet together and go to sleep. Go to you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> the other night, we was up till 4 o'clock. Samaya. <laughs> and, okay. had to, and we had to shoot at
0: 7. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, I would have told you that. Girl, if you don't go to bed. They were into to it though. They, they
0: they probably said they could've walked off. They could have went to sleep. Um, but no, let's get into this, um let's get into these topics. We clearly already, <laughs> already didn't fell into it, right? Um, so I would love first to just start off with um with a little background on you and yeah. we can we can you can make it as short as long as you'd like. But um, of course, I'm privy to, you know, mm-hmm. your prior interview here with um, mm-hmm. with Tiff. So um, I think that is very interesting. And I think it's also important for people to know what you came from. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely leave with that vulnerability first. Okay. Um, people people understand that. You know, I'm here now and I'm telling people go after their dreams and, mm-hmm. you know, stand on boundaries and go to therapy and things mm-hmm. like that. But I used to be a terrible person. Yeah. Um, not on purpose. Not Yeah. You ain't no
1: did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: usually no, how it goes. I, I go. agree with you because yeah.
1: I did as well. I used to be that person.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, I It's definitely one of those things where... Um, Sometimes we we don't like our parents and we don't Mm -hmm. like this and all those things. But at the end of the day, you still are of them Mm -hmm. and everything they taught you, you probably better at. So all of that talking to people crazy and Mm -hmm. and um, not having any any regulation over my emotions and crazy anger and just going from zero to 100 real quick and expecting Mm -hmm. people to um, to still be around after that and just go right back into it. And Mm -hmm. and things it was. It was difficult, and you know i'm I'm out of a marriage, not necessarily just because of that, it was of course a full circle thing, but I'm very aware of the part that I played a role in when it comes to mm-hmm. that um but I think those are great people to learn from, and I think that it's important to know that if I can come from that, then you can you can too um so I would love if you you know share more about your background because we see the amazing Kitty online, but what was it before?
1: uh how far back can I go just going, going. <laughs> um back, back. I've always had anger problems, and I, I do mean they were severe, mm-hmm. severe, severe anger problems. Uh, since I was a little girl, I uh, didn't understand why I used to rage the way that I did, and it would be internal rage. It's just like, I want to break something. I would, mm. Like, literally, it was bad. It was like, I want to set something on fire. I want to break something. Oh, a fire Yeah, It was that bad. Yeah, it, it was that mm-hmm. bad. Um, and of course, you know, I come from the Kojic background, so it's like, that's a demon, first of did all, you? okay? <laughs> Y'all not (laughs) low-key call me that, but (laughs) anger problems and my anger problems haunted me through my teen years and my adult years. So that's definitely one thing. Um, Of course, you heard me talk about it, just, you know, father wounds, stuff like that. I was an anxious, preoccupied attachment, very codependent. I was married before. Many people know that who followed me. Uh, I was married before. Didn't realize how controlling I actually was in the marriage. Uh, Didn't realize how much I limited him. In the marriage as well Like having the need To be right And stuff like that Wasn't argumentative It's just Didn't give him A safe space To really speak On things Now this is not me Taking away from anything That in any of His short comics But I have to own up To what mine were And I was young You know I had a child As a teenager And then I got pregnant Pretty quickly Before I even married him And my family's Like traditional When it comes to like You're supposed to be married And stuff And so it's like Mm -hmm. That pressure is like Okay, I'm supposed to be married. I was not ready for that. Yeah, That was like, I can say that was my biggest mistake because I brought someone in who probably wanted that and I didn't. I feel like I needed to be married Mm -hmm. because I had a child. Yeah. And so that was a huge sacrifice and I hated it. I didn't like it because I never had a chance to just explore me and just really be myself in my own world. And so definitely that. Um, it's really just those two. I was a. I can honestly say, um, I wasn't the best friend. I know that it's a lot of ex friends who would say, you know, Kitty, you weren't there for me all the time because I had moments where I really would just shut out. And mm-hmm. it's like it's my world, it's my bubble. I don't care. This is what I'm going through right now. I will talk to y'all in a couple of months. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can say I was an a hole yeah. at times. I can honestly say that I was. Um, not saying that all of my friendships were on me. Some of the friendships just needed to end because of that person. But I can honestly look at some of my friendships and say I just wasn't the best person. I did lack boundaries, and that codependence—you do lack boundaries. Yeah. People pleasing was horrible. Yeah. It was bad, like to the point to where it's, it's like I and mine was financial. So it's like because I always really made good money. Like mm, I, was, I got, got some yeah. And then I used to say, "Well, I just like giving gifts." Oh no, I was desperate for love. Mm. I had to be honest with myself. It wasn't that you like giving gifts, girl. You don't even like shopping for gifts. Shut up. <laughs> I, it, it wasn't even. It, if we really want to go deep, it was never that. That was desperation. Is what it was. I was trying to buy love. Yeah, that's what it was. If I buy you all gifts, and then I get that happiness, I get those smiles. It proves that I made you smile. That proves that I'm good enough. Yeah. And so. That was the ordeal that I went through. But when I was able to set those boundaries, now at the beginning, they were horrible. I'm not going to lie. My family was mad at me. People were mad. they like, you're just so harsh. And I'm like, I'm nah, protecting crazy. myself. And yeah. then I realized, girl, these are the most harsh boundaries. <laughs> can't nobody get I was punishing in. people through my boundaries. Yeah. I were. Just, I, I, I was just because I wanted to prove something to myself so bad that I was insensitive to what everybody else needed from me. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to go through that process of understanding Like you can set boundaries and still love people And be around people Like you don't have to set boundaries and say I'm just not going to hang out with y'all Like that's non-reciprocal yeah. They need time with you as well yeah. So definitely I had quite a bit of a journey I've done some things That I think everyone can say We've all done things that we are not proud of And we wish we can take back Yeah, That's definitely my story I It's can- a lot of things but most of the things I've forgiven myself for And so I don't even look back on them It's like that was not who I am today I had a lot of growth to get to that place So Absolutely
0: yeah and you're you're helping other people so they don't have to go through it as well, and not yeah. as long and
1: yeah. you know
0: doing everything that you can, so I think that definitely matters, like we all have a past and you mm-hmm. can't you you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. um and now that you do know and even acknowledging that, and you know I'm pretty sure it's people that's listening to your to your work now and even hearing you say that that giving them you know even mm-hmm. some closure there um but I can definitely resonate with that i I did not realize I was having the issues that I was having. I knew the problems. I Mm -hmm. knew the problems were there. I did not realize the accountability that I wasn't holding myself to. But also, if I didn't hold my parents accountable, then I really couldn't hold hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. So I didn't cut my parents off until almost almost 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And, you know... That's crazy, seeing that this is a known fact, this is what we know is going on. We know that the help is not being had, and all these things, so um, really just getting it's almost like a pimple, like really getting the head out, otherwise mm-hmm. it's gonna keep going back um and so you know I really resonate with that.
1: people don't understand that it's okay for you to set boundaries with parents, yeah.
0: And most of the times, that's really where the boundary needs. I found out that I was really making rules, not boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and that was because I really didn't have the capacity to to set the boundaries with the people that really needed them. Yeah. And then I, I will say that I I still struggle with control because mm-hmm. I I understand that I need a level of discipline over my life because mm-hmm. of I can be aware of some of these issues, but some of them, when you lack the love, you've been taken advantage of by the people that esta- that you established love with first, right? Mm-hmm. Your parents. Some of those is- those is- some of those issues will never go away. I know yeah. how to handle them, and I know how Same to, them. you know, I know how to do that. But I definitely struggle with, um, with with not being controlling, but also knowing what I need. Like my boundaries say, you know what, that's too much for me, right? but also I don't want to control anybody else. And so I can look at the past and say, I see how this was really controlling. Mm -hmm. And I see now this is me having a conversation with Mm -hmm. someone telling them like, Hey, this is kind of how I am. And this is what this does to me. So I'm not not telling them. I'm not like, Oh, well this is the rule here. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, Hey, I have this issue and this is what that makes me do. And so I apologize, but this is how I think about this. And then let them have a a say like, well, this is how I do things. And sometimes it's a understanding. It's a, it's a, Hey, I know that this is a me thing. Do you can you mm-hmm. save space for me mm-hmm. to help me work through this? Sometimes mm-hmm. I I need that. Um, but I think I still, I'm I'm trying to find the balance between being too controlling and having boundaries and discipline because of my issues. Do you have anything to kind of like add in that between from between you
1: being too controlled. too too controlling, too controlling mm-hmm.
0: but then also the the boundaries and discipline. So boundaries, discipline, boundaries and discipline kind of being together. Mm-hmm. And not going over to controlling. Now, I know me before, so I know what I was like as a super controlling person, Mm -hmm. but also I'm a very particular person. So it's like so many different things that they have very fine lines between them.
1: Yeah, that's and that's where I'm trying to figure it out, because I know some people like sometimes perfectionism can look like control. And Mm -hmm. then also some people use control because they don't want to feel powerless. And some people use control as safety. So I'm curious where yours is coming from before I can speak on boundaries. I'm sure I'm trying to figure out exactly where yours is coming from.
0: True. So um, my boundaries are around one, being able to acknowledge how I feel. So Mm -hmm. just coming into my honesty very late Mm -hmm. is still something that I'm definitely developing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So being honest that I feel uncomfortable, I'm not okay with this, even if there's nothing wrong with it there can be something can make me feel uncomfortable and also another person is not wrong Mm -hmm. I had to learn to say that but you know when you do that you're almost starting arguments or things like that because people like well what's wrong with that I didn't say anything was wrong with that I'm saying that I'm not comfortable with this Mm -hmm. and even being able to save space for myself Mm -hmm. and so it could feel like damn you got to be a certain way to be around Samaya no I'm just a very sensitive person I'm very Mm -hmm. sensitive unfortunately to My past, I and I have to tell people: if you want to be my friend, you have to understand that I have some issues. Mm -hmm. So, I think that people see success, or they, and I don't know if this is a they see. Women as this strong thing mm-hmm. Or like you don't look like anything's wrong But it's yeah. like I have all these emotional issues That I'm telling y'all about but mm-hmm. When you're talking to me you're forgetting all these things Like I'm working on this, I'm mm-hmm. in therapy for this mm-hmm. I, then, 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 You know so it's it's, um, it's definitely a thing where it's like If I'm speaking up, am I, am I speaking up because it's a boundary Or yeah. am, I, am I being controlling
1: So I feel like hmm. If you were being controlling Then it would have to have a strict outcome Because in order to be in control, Mm -hmm. there has to be an expectation, which means it has to be a strict outcome and a boundary is not the same thing as that. So, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I'm following you the best way that I can. I know I'd be
0: all over the place. I know.
1: I I just want to make sure I'm following you the best way that I can.
0: I will say that your comment that you just said, I will say my expectation is communicating. I don't like things being, being, if I don't understand, I I have to ask you about it so I can understand. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that before I used to I used to think that like, oh, husband should just come home or I because also I wouldn't allow myself to go nowhere. Ain't nobody asked your ass to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Why go have a life, you know? And then now it's like and and I'm single as a dollar bill, y'all. But still, (laughs) (laughs) but still, it's one of those things. Now I realize I just like a heads up. I'm a considerate person. But also, are you being over considerate because you really just want somebody to be over considerate to you? Mm. You know what I mean?
1: Overthink. All the time I have, I have, I have all the things on the list.
0: I have, I be having all the things on the list. But like, you're
1: overthinking is attached to dysfunctional assumptions. Like you're creating assumptions that they really have no basis.
0: You know, you know what I, I, I truly believe mm-hmm. that, um, if you have a dad that is, 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 is violating your body at a certain age, mm-hmm. that's one, par- mind you, you have your parents, they're mm-hmm. the, they're the base. So if you have that, right, that's one parent that's violating mm-hmm. the trust when the when your mother stays with them now you have no there's there's nobody that's backing you right and I come from an entire family that is an entire family that's that that's keeping these things under the you know sweeping things under the rug so there is no safe place and so if these are the people that's raising you until I had my child my child was the most triggering thing to me everything went crazy my my husband at the time was like is something wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. I, I was so true. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't trust a soul. But now it's the truth because now I'm protecting my child. Now I have to say, why don't you Why don't you want to take your kid over there? I don't want them to touch my kid. Like, mm-hmm. now we, so now I don't trust my, I don't always trust myself. So now I'm like, okay, what are my, I have checklists that I go through to say, okay, let me just make sure, I, I have a very gullible characteristic to mm-hmm. me, not just being a. a A a younger spirit Right But also um, Until you 26 Calling out your parents Like it's a version of Stockholm I thought everything was fine I knew what was going on I thought everything was fine
1: So that's what it is So That makes sense So The way that you're compensating For a subconscious belief Is by being controlling So the belief is Because you have Been violated That makes you feel powerless And helpless In those moments, you don't feel safe by one person and the person who is supposed to protect you didn't protect you. So now you have to create your own safety, which yours is really just it's not a real safety. It's a false sense of safety Mm -hmm. that you're creating by being in control to help you avoid feeling powerless and to help you avoid feeling helpless. But now you're creating harsh boundaries and almost in a sense, you're subconsciously, I'm going to say unconsciously punishing other people. For mistakes that other people made It's just a subconscious attempt for you to protect yourself In other words, it's another form of self-sabotage You have a, a fear of the unknown You don't know what's going to happen That fear of being hurt, the fear of being unknown. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to make sure that I can still predict what's going to happen, I just control all the variables in my life and your life. (laughs) It helps me feel like I'm in control. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. But in a sense, your boundaries are too harsh right now because you're adding an unrealistic expectation to it as well. So it's very polarized. It's like white or black. No grace, no gray areas. Like Mm -hmm. It's just going to go one way or another. There's no room in between.
0: And you know what I found is that it's the... It's the communication for me. Yeah. I I I now deal with people that have their own boundaries that are that are strong in themselves. So mm-hmm. They could say no, like I I love being corrected. Mm-hmm. I like I, now I'm not gonna say I like being criticized. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody likes it, but I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you. Accountability saved my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's never it was never bad intention. But if you won't tell me, I literally don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing. So many so many things uh, in my life, I just felt like why are we lying? We're literally acting like this isn't happening and I'm I'm believing that this is okay. We're acting like this is okay. I believe, and you're raised from that, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if I was raised by a robber and then I became a robber, <laughs> then it's like, what you mean robbing bad? My parents is robbers. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, like you don't realize it's bad when the people that's raising you to be like this is, is fine. Mm-hmm. So I now have these, I have relationships with people that can talk to me, that can say, no, that doesn't work for me or somebody, you need to get out the house or, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. how I, how, how I really worked through that. So for the longest, I didn't have any new friends. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any new friends because... Of course, I, I know how my friends are. I, I can predict this, right? Mm-hmm. But now I have all these new people in my life every single day and and they can stand on their own two feet so they can say, no, that doesn't work for me or actually better like this. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you for letting me know. Like, I'm very big on that. I have to be around people that can speak for themselves yeah. because otherwise I'm going to speak for you. And I don't like being around people mm-hmm. that I have to speak for. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. So all of those things are absolutely true, which is why I keep myself out of situations mm-hmm. with people that make that because otherwise I'll walk right over you mm-hmm. and I don't want to be around anybody. I have to walk over that I can walk over because that's still something I'm working on. Got it. So Got it. being so that's why I say the discipline goes in because mm-hmm. I understand that I do things. So I make sure I'm around people that are strong enough to handle mm-hmm. the things that I'm still working through. And that's I think good. that that can feel, that could feel very lonely. That could, that could definitely feel lonely. It's a
1: lot of lonely roads, but you yes. know what? If you don't see, I don't, I think that sometimes we call things, well, I'm not going to say that because Things do feel lonely. But if you change the way that you see solitude or being with yourself and you don't attach it to necessarily being alone, then it'll change the way that you view certain things. But if you tell yourself it's lonely, that feeling is going to exacerbate and you're going to operate in that loneliness and then you're going to seek connections. Just say it's okay for me to be in my own solitude. Mm For right now so that way the feeling doesn't become bigger than what it needs to be absolutely mm-hmm.
0: and see and again another thing that I've already you know worked through so like I've been by myself for mm-hmm. you know a couple of years now and I love that like yeah. I've I've, fought, I've absolutely fallen in love with me I see me and I mm-hmm. and I love it and I think I'm very beautiful now within um within my imperfections my flaws mm-hmm. and and all the good things too good. and I love that because now I see that in other people and mm-hmm. I'm very willing to I'm like okay these are your flaws that's fine mm-hmm. um But I I would love to talk about um, the the empathy for others and Mm -hmm. and their flaws, but also making sure. And I I think this might be something for the listeners. You can have empathy for others because you can recognize what they're going through. Mm -hmm. But how do you decide, Okay, I can have empathy for this, but this is also too much for me. How do you know? How do you draw that line, that difference?
1: When you realize that. Your empathy is causing you to take on emotions that other people have. That's when you're supposed to draw the line mm. when because that's when it becomes misplaced. Okay. Right. When if let's just say that you're listening to somebody's story and it's, just, it's a very sad story. Right. And you're empathizing and you're sympathizing. So you're showing sorrow and stuff like that. But then you adopt the sadness. And now you're trying to create a solution. For them, without actually just helping them, you're trying to be the solution. That's when you're supposed to draw the line. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely attempt to step into somebody's shoes and try to understand where they are coming from. That's absolutely okay. You can validate the emotion that's there, but you have to tell yourself, this is not my situation still. So I can validate the emotion, but I can adopt Mm -hmm. the emotion. If you know that you're taking on somebody's anger... Now, because they're angry at somebody, you have disdain toward this person or you have anger towards a person that you don't know. Mm -hmm. That lets you know that you don't have boundaries with yourself and you don't have enough of a guard to tell you this is not mine to carry. This is not my emotion to carry. I could be the support, but that's it. (laughs) And that's what people have to understand because I used to be that person. So I do understand that Mm -hmm. I used to be that person that will listen and I would try to figure out every solution I could for that person. Realizing that's not my problem. They have to do the work themselves. I can be the ear. I can say I'm. I'm sorry that you're going through that. That must be tough. But that's still your emotion to work through. Yeah, and,
0: I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Bro. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the southern part for me. <laughs> um, I
0: definitely found I've I I'm still on that on that journey. So mm-hmm. I'm at the point where now I don't do the work for other people. I can listen, right? And but then alone, I know that I'm still it's on my mind. It's mm-hmm. still bothering me. It's, you know, and so, but also I know that my vulnerability and being able to empathize with others is also a part of my gift. Mm-hmm. So I'm still balancing what, effect, what affects me and how being able to, like if we say we have an issue, if we don't talk about it, it's going to bother me until we talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's exhausting. And so even the the biggest grace I think that I found is understanding even more of the, maybe the clinical things mm-hmm. that I'm going through. So like I have a psychiatrist appointment that I wait mm-hmm. on. you know, before we started the uh the <laughs> session she was like,
1: Oh, ADHD <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <She's hurting.
0: laughs> Um, and and, you know, things like that. And so it's crazy because sometimes we have this we're so confused and we, we feel so guilty, but we don't e we're, we're undiagnosed and things and, and stuff like that. And so we can't even get the grace that we need from others because we can't tell them the, the instruction manual that come with right. us because we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love for you to talk to that, even just in a, from a relationship like kind of just switching gears a little bit to a relationship standpoint, because that is your, your mm-hmm. you know, your bread and butter. <laughs> and so I think that, um and that was the best segue I could do without <laughs> just switching completely with the ADHD thing. That was the best I could do. All right. <laughs> So, kind of just switching a little bit because we do love others, and um, I think that we are um, very critical of our partners. Of course, I think that our our lovers are sometimes the per- people that we meanest to the most, you know, because they're they're with you all the time. But how do we balance loving them and having the empathy for your partner while they work through things? Um, now that we know that sometimes they're dealing with stuff that they don't even know that they're dealing with, and and you know, because sometimes like people be like. Oh, after you be like, oh, I I found out I have this. Now they have a little bit more patience for you because Mm -hmm. you didn't told them. You know,
1: do you have any? Yeah, it's a couple of things. Uh, For one, stop believing that your partner is a reflection of you because they're not. Mm -hmm. They're a reflection of their own inner experiences. Whatever they have gone through that is still in their subconscious mind, whether it is past experiences, memories, beliefs, anything like that, that's the reflection that they are. Your partner is not you. As much as you want them to be you, you want them to operate like you, you want them to behave like you and think like you and process their emotions like you, they cannot do that. And then that comes with a level of understanding and compassion that you have with that person. You have to realize that although you have a label, you have a title that you have placed on this person, they are a human being. You have to remove the title and the label from that person and see them as a human being. If you see that... Maybe they are showing like some, you know, emotional outbursts and stuff like that. Maybe on a mental level, you see that there are some key differences between us, like the way that we focus on things, the way we organize things, you know, the way we recall things is a lot different. You're going to have to give some type of grace right there. You can't put these unrealistic expectations on people and try to get them to meet that because then you're not giving them any grace. Mm -hmm. Allow that person to be who they are, but you have to be willing to sit down and talk about it as well. Say the things that you notice without judging them. Mm. That's a big thing is saying that, hey, I notice that you do this whenever I'm speaking versus you never listen to me.
0: Never and always. The yes. Boy the whole. overgeneralized
1: statements. You yeah. never listen to me. You're, you always do such and such. That overgeneralized statement is going to make them defensive. But if mm-hmm. you say, hey, I notice that whenever I'm talking to you, there are times where you kind of, sh- you know, shift off in the conversation. And then maybe they'll say, you know, I didn't realize that I did that. Like, When's the last time you see me do it? And, you know, and then, you know, then you can <laughs> highlight a moment then so that way they can recall and you're identifying the problem rather than judging them or attacking them. Because certain things can be personal character attacks, especially when you use statements like all, oh, always, never, things like that. Like you never clean up. I do clean up. I cleaned up on Tuesday and Wednesday. What are you talking about? You know, stuff like that. So yeah. I think that. A lot of compassion, empathy, validation, really big on validation. You Mm. don't have to validate the experience, but you can validate the feeling and the emotion that's tied to that. So I think those are are key things. Um, But back to what I said about seeing them as a human being, It's it's the same thing. If you had a child, we just put these unrealistic, idealized expectations because sometimes... We romanticize things. And sometimes Mm -hmm. because we see things that we like in other people or their partners or something like that, Mm -hmm. we idealize that and then we assign it to our partner. We try to make them fit in a mode that they're not designed to fit in. You have to realize that some modes are not designed to fit in. You're human. How can I make sure that I'm not dehumanizing you, but I'm empowering you in some way as a partner? Takes a lot of time and a lot of patience as well. And if you haven't worked on your patients,
0: you can't do anything.
1: It's going to be a hard wall that you're going to have to face. It's so many times that I have to work with couples, especially like with undiagnosed, you know, mental disorders and stuff like that. When we get into that and we start highlighting like symptoms and, you know, signs and symptoms. And I'm like, okay, this is what this may sound like, you know, but of course they have to go on their own individual journey to figure out exactly what it is, because... I work with couples primarily. So I want to be able to just focus on what's going on within a relationship. But sometimes you'll see certain things like, as we were speaking of earlier, ADHD. I've had so many couples do that. Where one, it was one couple where the uh, other woman was, whenever they were talking, the one that had the ADHD, she had to look at her phone. She had to. It's like she could talk for maybe a good two solid minutes and then she's like, (laughs) And, you know, and and of course, her wife is like, you know, you're not listening to me. And she's like, I'm trying to listen to you. But she was getting attacked the whole time in the conversation. So her mind was trying to shift off something that wasn't running up her anxiety and that wasn't triggering her and setting her off. She had to find something to soothe her quickly and take her mind off of what was going on. And so I had to give that wife a different approach. And then, of course, I had another couple where the husband wasn't able to like really keep up with plans dates anything like that and he would write them on a calendar and he still couldn't <laughs> keep up with it he just couldn't do it what you trying and, to say you talk. You, you <laughs> i'm try. just saying you know and <laughs> he couldn't keep up with it and she felt neglected mm. and so of course you know the way that she would say things to him would feel like an attack you just don't care about me because you're not keeping up with this and it's like no i, I do i'm care struggling you. yeah and and inside, it was a mental battle. I'm like, can you imagine somebody whose mind is just on all the time? Their mind is just on. There's no real rest time for them unless they smoke or something like that. Man, many people look, do. they smoke to bring ha- it down, but their mind is always going. It's like a, a mental prison that's there and there's no escape. If you cannot empathize with that. You're going to have to take a step back and try to work on that empathy that you're lacking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've um. So I've been I've been uh, again. I say I'm a, a disciplined person. I, I'm very goal oriented. So when I want to get somewhere, I'm gonna figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest, you know, we self uh, mm-hmm. self medicate without even knowing mm-hmm. it. And so I realized uh, I had to work on a couple of things. Yeah. So one, I had to learn um, to have patience with myself Mm -hmm. and with others, which means that everything doesn't need to be talked about right then. I had Mm -hmm. to wait until I had no emotional attachment to what was being discussed first. Mm -hmm. So that way I could have the patience for other steps that might be needed before I go to zero to 100 real quick. Mm -hmm. I also make sure that when I talk to people, I try to treat everybody like a child. Because when we're talking to children, we know that we shouldn't just start yelling at them. We know that they don't know things. We know so to me, everybody a kid. It's mm-hmm. just all I see is baby kitty in her pink pajamas right now. Like that's all <laughs> that's all I see. We 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 both kids right here, all right? right?
1: Not the pink and, pajamas. Green <laughs> no, pajamas, no, right. pink pajamas. Yeah, pink pajamas.
0: <laughs> Y'all know we look in these auntie sets. Make sure you're watching on the YouTube. Shameless plug. Um and so what i <laughs> I hear myself go around it's okay. and even what? learning and learning that kindness even to myself is just, is yes. a on, it's an ongoing thing, but also doing it to myself has helped me do it with others. Good. And so um, what I've realized is that I will, body language is difficult for me mm-hmm. because I can see when it shifts, I can see what I'm bothering somebody with, mm-hmm. with the things that's already bothering me about mm-hmm. myself. And so I, I let them know, you know, you can't get, you you can't be upset immediately mm-hmm. with anybody when they do things. You have to, try to explain it first like if we're going to anger immediately we'll never work through anything never you know what i'm saying we will never work through anything because mm-hmm. now you're not you're not listening i'm not listening we ain't got no solutions and so i did have to learn to give it a moment sit Good. with it and and let it pass so deal with my own anxiety really mm-hmm. to give myself mm-hmm. the patience to be able to go to people and say hey this is what's going on once you, you find
1: out what you're sensitive to you'll find out what you react to.
0: everything D- yeah, if different- you
1: find your sensitivities, you're always going to find out what your reactivities are.
0: Um, lost my damn train of thought.
1: <laughs> I'd
0: be so upset. It's so upset sometimes because I, I do. Um, but I would. I would like to know how did you work with frustration and anger? Because you did say that you you know had so many anger issues. So how did you work through that?
1: I had to sit in it. <laughs> Let yourself be mad way to put it is I had to sit in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to let myself see how far it would go. So the only way you can ever find out what your emotional baseline is, is if you sit in the actual emotion. So I had to actually really be honest with myself about what my triggers were. And sometimes with my anger, there was no trigger. Mm -hmm. It just shows up whenever it shows up. And sometimes it's easy to go to an 8, 9, 10. What happens when you're at 8, 9, 10? What can you do to help you regulate that anger that you're experiencing? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll be secondary emotions that are underneath this because somebody frustrated me or I feel disappointed or I feel disregarded here. And, then, of course, you work through things. Me, my biggest method when I'm at like a 9 or 10, ice. That's my biggest method.
0: Like eating ice? Like chewing on ice?
1: Holding ice. Oh, that's the number one method when I know I'm at a nine or 10 and like it's probably going to get explosive. Mm -hmm. You will see me try to go grab a piece of ice. Mm. Outside of that, if I'm like at a six or seven, I like the sound of crunching. Mm. Okay, I like like anything that sounds like crunching and I like the sound of paper. Mm. So I like to hear paper just some type of way or something like that or just going out for a walk connected with nature. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, As far as frustration, frustration and patience are tied together. So I was just talking about it on one of the platforms I'm on this weekend. And I talked about the way that I worked on my patients Is I used to sit. I used to go to the grocery store because I cannot stand sitting in lines. Mm. And they sit in a line. You can't touch a phone. You can't touch a magazine. You can't do anything. You have to sit there. So if a person is scanning 500 things in front of you and then a register shuts down, guess what? You can't turn to your phone. You can't go open up a magazine. You have to sit right there. And you you have to just wait because that's a frustrating process. So as you do that, you're growing patience and you're working on your frustration. This is something that's out of my control. What's the frustration going to do if I become frustrated right now? Where is it going to lead me? Mm -hmm. Building a tolerance to that. Working up a tolerance to the point to where you realize I can actually handle all of these things that I'm going through. You just have to tell yourself that I can handle this. If it's not in your control, what can you do? What are you going to stress about it? Yeah. Just certain things I had to realize You just have to let go Because if not, what's the outcome If I allow my And we call it emotional hijacking If I allow my emotions to hijack my logic I'm going to have an outburst So I have to Use my wise mind Emotions are there They're always going to be there When I rationalize it And I see this, if this emotion is right If it's an accurate emotion to have If yes, we're going to keep it now we're just going to rationalize and try to figure out why it's there and what it is I need to do with it. If it's a misplaced emotion, we're going to veto that. There's no reason for this to be here, find something else to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of that, a lot of just operating in your wise mind. That was very validating for me. Thank you for that. Well,
0: good. Yeah, because I, I, that, that's literally the process when I go. To yeah. bed, like, where are you going? I'm processing. I'm about to see what I need to keep and let go. Yeah. of what I, You know, eat the meat, spit the bones. Yeah, um, and it's so crazy because my thought from before came back, but now I got a thought on this. So here I just mind going like this. Um, I definitely do the the grocery store, the mm-hmm. grocery store, and also other. Um, Annoying little mm-hmm. things we got to wait for. Sometimes mm-hmm. I sit in those and I'm like, all right, it's just a moment that you get to just yeah. breathe and do nothing. Yeah. Um. And I realize that does help, and we don't even and we don't know it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then um. Also, when I process things, I know that I, I people would be like, you know, you, you won't talk. Sometimes you'll you'll you know go do something else. Mm-hmm initially no I would never just walk away from somebody mm-hmm. but if it gets to that point that I'm about to get disrespectful I'm not going to allow myself to disrespect somebody else so some people would be like you know hey I, I really don't like when you walk away I totally understand that and I, I want to get to the point where I can't and usually I'm right here mm-hmm. but also I have some some issues and when I get too mad I get disrespectful and there's nothing worse me disrespecting you yeah. so if I walk away that it's because I've gotten too mad and I need to calm down it's mm-hmm. better for me not to say nothing because his mouth go
1: off so let's but just you know where you're gonna have to get used to saying Something. i'm getting at least better give people the at least let the person know that i'm going for a walk or something like that mm-hmm. because if if you just go for a walk because i i have that even now that's still a struggle that i have because when i'm at a 10 it's like let me get out of here mm-hmm. but then you have to realize i have to tell you that i'm gonna go for a walk to calm down but i am gonna come back because if you just storm off that person doesn't know if you're gonna come back if you're gonna and come a back and have a conversation
0: absolutely that's fair mm-hmm. but not not a storm but more so like a Let's let's talk about this another time. Yeah. It's, but it's not fair because I didn't and my drama long winded as fuck. You know how mad you be if I talk for seven minutes
1: and then made myself mad and now you can't say that.
0: <laughs> Cause you too mad. Like I understand that. Like that's frustrating for me too. Um I can also be accountable and say, you know, hey, we ain't got too many ten angers all the time it's Mm -hmm. less of them it's less of them i'm more of what i do more and and i'm Mm -hmm. not more of that right Mm -hmm. um and before we segue because i found my thought i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. back to it when we were talking about examples of um of communicating when there's an Mm -hmm. issue and just understanding i realized instead of taking things so Mm -hmm. personal just tell the person what something feels like to you so because then they may be like Oh well, I do that because of this. For example, mm-hmm. speaking of the long windedness, when I when I talk to people, I be like, you know, you're not sometimes you're not giving me anything anything back, or it feels like you know you won't talk to me, da 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 da, and and I say that now I've opened the door, and it's like, well, you talked for so long that mm-hmm. I no longer like I'm not here anymore, Samaya, yeah. and so then I then I'm like, that's fair as fuck. But also your body, I, I, I like knowing that like, okay, give me a head nod, give me a little bit of body language because now I, if, if you're like this, I, I don't know, I am reading your body language and I also have to be fair and say, when something's wrong, I read your body language and you're okay with it. And so I do it then. So sometimes when it's on another, another instance, you can't say, well, don't read my body language, just in mm-hmm. the conversation. Well, you can't say that because then you're saying by reading your body language mm-hmm. and other times isn't okay. Mm-hmm. And so we end up getting getting farther and getting more mm-hmm. understanding and now it creates empathy because now when she on when she on six and a half minutes let me give her a head now so she mm-hmm. can round this shit out yeah. you know what i'm saying so now they're like mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. i said oh damn they shake their head four times <laughs> hey you hear my producer over there ch- cackling a little too hard <laughs> she <laughs> she laughing a little too hard for me okay <laughs> but thank you for chiming in on all those things I know y'all just got the hell out of a therapy session here. Either I did, one of them. <laughs> but um, before we go, we definitely have to get into the sex tip of the day. Okay. So the sex tip of the day is to pay homage to Sexual Essentials. My first company, um, the one that really helped me get into healing and and everything. And for me, that that intro was my sensuality and sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you guys can always check out all of my classes, learnings, teachings, extra bonus episodes. We have a... A podcast that's on Patreon strictly dedicated to just sex. So if you're tired of talking about trauma and crying and all that (laughs) shit, go over there because it's really fun over there. All right. That also supports the cribs that makes this show. Um, But today's sex tip of the day. I would love to talk to you about how um, sensuality is affected when you feel safety um, emotionally. When you feel safe emotionally with your partner,
1: with your partner, mm-hmm. mm. we're connecting emotional safety when you have sensuality,
0: because think about it. If you can't, if I can't talk to you, if I can't tell you mm-hmm. nothing, you want me to eat this scoochie, You wouldn't listen. Your mm-hmm. ass was over talking me. You wouldn't listen to me. You called me this. You say I never do this. It doesn't make me want to do this or now we just start going to therapy, and like we going, we going at it four times a week now, five times a week now. Like, have you noticed anything with your, with your clients? In I
1: I will say art? this because I when I hear intimacy, I think of connection, but when I hear sensuality, I think of connection with self, mm-hmm. and so because I'm I'm leaning more towards intimacy now. That's but fair. But of course, um, because when I and also when That's I think about sensuality and stuff like that, I, I think about you know things that are not. Penetration wise, like just, you know, That's very valid. connecting Absolutely. on let's spiritual with, levels, stuff like that, you know, connecting on spiritual levels, uh, doing recreational stuff, going for walks, doing things like that, massages, feather strokes, stuff right. like that. I start thinking that way. Mm-hmm. But in regards to emotional intimacy and emotional safety, I mean, safety, um, emotional safety is opening up a space for someone to be able to not feel judged, right? Mm. They're, they feel seen, but they don't feel judged. So if you're opening up a space to where this person can be themselves, they can show who they are on a vulnerable level. You're not judging them. So if they want to explore, if they want to try new things, if they want to, you know, just open up some ideas and things like that and you allow them the safety to do so, it makes you all connect a lot more emotional intimacy Is the strongest form of intimacy before anything else, before physical, sexual, mental. It's the strongest one to have because it's showing that we're connecting on an emotional level. This is a heart that are intertwined at this point. If a person feels safe emotionally, they're going to open up their body in ways that they probably have never done before yeah. with anybody else. So now they're wanting to connect with you. They're wanting to touch. They're wanting to bond and things like that. So I do think that's, that's important because if you don't have that emotional safety, you're going to build a wall against a person that you truly want to let in. But Your just body. because our subconscious attempts, the safeguard turns on when you don't feel safe. Yeah. If I don't feel like I can open up to you, why am I going to want to be intimate? with you. And when I say intimate, I don't necessarily mean penetration because intimacy is just connection. That's Absolutely. the easiest way to say it. For sure. So if I feel as though it's not a judge free zone, I don't feel safe here.
0: You're gonna shut down
1: with you. So all of that is always important. I think um, on top of that, because a lot of people don't understand how they can build emotional intimacy, journal together you can journal together you can talk about each other's past you can do little games where you talk about like emotional things like you know who was the pivot in your life or who were you closest to tell me something about your childhood things like that to help you connect on emotional levels have vulnerability sessions where you can be vulnerable for five ten minutes about something without interrupting this person without cutting them off without judging them. go back and say what it is that they said in your Terms so that way they'll know you were actually Listening Mm -hmm. give words of encouragement Celebrate this person things like that builds Emotional intimacy which puts And opens up the sensuality In a relationship So yeah that's my take on it
0: Absolutely I know that I've done um, I I realize we're sometimes Very quick to criticize but Mm -hmm. we're not just as Quick to offer compliments or Mm -hmm. You know words of affirmation and things Like that Mm -hmm. so I I know I realize That because I am a particular person Mm -hmm. I'm I will compliment somebody very quick. and it's mm-hmm. it's like for, like I want to see you, right? right? And then um, on a personal note, I've I've fallen for this word adorable, mm-hmm. and I realize when I say adorable, what I mean by it mm-hmm. and what I think of, I think of it as like I see your I see your quirks, <laughs> and they're cute, you know. And I, <laughs> I realize that I have a desire to be looked at as. Adorable, you know what I mean, like not in a creepy way, <laughs> you know. But I have a desire to be looked at that way because I I am aware of all my quirks and mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm battling just accepting my own self and seeing seeing the adorable side of me. Mm-hmm. But I realize I have to be with somebody that could say, you know. Yeah. And my producer is like that. I I love her. I love to- ta- I, I could tell her girl everything. I don't know how she she got the capacity right. <laughs> And mind you, she gotta do the show with mm-hmm. me. So you the, the business with me. So you mm-hmm. know where my mind be going. And she just laughed. She said, Somebody, come back. <laughs> come back. Do this. <laughs> and the fact that she can laugh at me helps me love myself better. And so I'm so grateful for the people in my life that that have seen me through all the stages and they mm-hmm. watching me get better and da da da. And when I even when I realized like the ADHD thing, they were like Oh, we thought you knew. You just, you just were ignoring it. And I was like, no, I didn't know. So they've been on this journey watching me just on this path of figuring it out. You know, and so I'm very grateful un- for that. They it.
1: were understanding and supportive. Absolutely. That's
0: you it's in- That's intimacy for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, That's intimacy for me. It is. Mm. It mm-hmm. took a lot for me just to just end it right there. You hear that? I didn't even go on to another thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And before we go, the last, last, last thing Is our spiritual tip of the day Which is very similar to the adult tip of the day Because I do think that um, spirituality um, Involves not only Religion, but also um, different Practices, whether that be crystals Or um, just The whole realm, whether it be astrology And things like that, and sometimes people are very Resistant to it, and I Mm -hmm. think it's just a level of Ignorance, and very similar to How you teach, you always relate things To us in a way that we can understand, which we appreciate Um, And so so I think it's just talking about something in a small way. So people are like, oh, OK, so maybe we won't be so resistant to spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answers that you need right there. So that's what this segment is supposed to do. And um, this one is a little different because I've heard you mention it multiple times. just in your time here at the content house mm-hmm. is I want to discuss receiving a vision
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, following that. And, and what that has done for you, because many don't know that you were a nurse before mm-hmm. Um and for what do you say, 12 years? Yes. 12 years. Yeah. And now you're people's <laughs> favorite. You, you they therapist in their head. This my therapist in my head. Right. Um, and you've made all these resources available and attainable and things like that. And so I would just love to hear more about your um, your journey with your vision, because it's definitely something that I resonate with when I took on this. Right. You know, this this. This media group This, this network mm-hmm. of things And so I just want people To be able to hear Another person Talk about how Sometimes the most Spiritual thing That you can have Is, is a vision That is literally Planted in you You yeah. know
1: I think um, For me Well Let me just Let me just dive Quickly into it It was The Prophets And the prophetesses In my family mm-hmm. Who Knew the greatness that was in me before I did because they received the visions before I did. They received the dreams before I did. I'm a dreamer. So I I always see things in dreams. They always come. And then of course, when I see the dream, of course I pray on it because sometimes I have to make sure that that's really what I'm supposed to be paying attention to because some dreams are just there because what what you just, you know, (laughs) and so um, I didn't think I was going to be leaving nursing. Thought I was going to be in nursing my whole life But my aunt told me she saw me on stage And I said, oh, I was singing, finally Because I've been an opera singer for a long time Mm -hmm. And so she was like, no, you weren't singing But you were on stage And I said, oh, she said Of course, you know, we're believers You know, I come from a Christian background She said, well, God said that you weren't going to be in nursing And he allowed you to be in nursing So, of course, then my dreams Mm -hmm. started to really start to flood in And then when my dreams flooded in And I started seeing the things that now have manifested in my life. I started seeing where I was going to be. I started seeing the books that I was going to do. I started seeing the classes and things like that. And I just trusted the process. I didn't allow fear to resonate because if fear was going to be there, I was going to take the risk and I wasn't going to take that opportunity. So I allowed myself to be a student of life. I sat in it when something was there. I would pray on it. Sometimes I would sit and I will wait and see when it was time. Cause I'm a person who's really big and trusting the process. You can't rush everything. You can't rush a Pisces baby. Yep. When it's time, (laughs) it's going to show up and I guarantee you it's going to show up in a way that's resourceful. And so a lot of the visions that I did have a lot of the dreams that I had, it would be one moment where exactly the first step that I dreamt would just show up and I would follow it. Yeah. I have a very strong faith. I do believe in spirituality and religion, absolutely. And so I, and because mine's is my faith and my devotion, I lean a lot more into God, and into prayer and to His will, if anything, because of my relationship with Him. I always believe that He's the reason why my dreams come the way that they do, and of course, I believe that this is His will. And just from confirmation, I believe so. I just know how it feels.
0: <laughs> you know how you know how you get dressed and you about to go out and you put on the outfit and you are like this is the one, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly. That, mm-hmm. I had to start realizing like what does that feeling feel like when it's the right mm-hmm. thing, um, and I, I definitely resonate with the the a vision being given. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned to respect mm-hmm. the way that the visions are given to me because I mm-hmm. see them with my eyes. Right. So when I saw this house, it looked like the eighties had died in here. Okay, it looked like the eighties had died in here, but Look that's how not what it is now. <laughs> but this is what I saw. Mm-hmm. I saw it and um uh, one of the one of the ways that I feel like the universe and God are, are teaching me patience mm-hmm. is um I can't always explain it. My my mind is always moving a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't sometimes it's not my expertise. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually have the words. So right. now I gotta go research but I don't know what I'm researching because all I'm it's like seeing a restaurant but you didn't see the sign. Mm-hmm you know, I didn't see the sign on the name of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I didn't go inside, but I know exactly what it looked like. So when I see it, I'm like, that's it. That's the right. one. So now I'm on Google trying to figure it out. And that's the, I think that's one of the most difficult things that sometimes you're the only one who has seen the vision. And most times you're the only one because ain't nobody giving the, your vision to other people unless it's that's something right. that they're supposed to tell that's you. Right. right. And so, um, I've had to definitely learn patience with myself and mm-hmm. understand that people didn't see the vision. So you have to Understand what Say yes and no To the things That fit within that mm-hmm. um, and, and and keep going And but, I
1: had nothing To prove to anybody I also mm-hmm. don't share Most times Whenever something Comes to me I usually don't share it Until I start to see That it's working its way Into the present I don't share it If God gives me a dream No one typically Knows about it mm-hmm. And then I'll Come out and be like Kitty this is big I know I've been working on it Better be I've just been quiet about yeah. it, because I also, I do believe that from a spiritual level, uh, you can be attacked. I've been under spiritual warfare. I've been under spiritual attack, and I know how it feels. And so I don't allow that much access because I know that some people really will pray against you, yeah, and some people will curse your name. So and you know watch that. Exactly. Uh,
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I absolutely understand that. I've when we go back to like that uh, that Twitter talk of just the mm-hmm. privacy and and things like excuse me privacy and things like that that is one of the reasons that got me into only Mm -hmm. telling people the things that matter and it's it's definitely difficult my my entire life is is really me learning that patience because Mm -hmm. it's like they'll know when they're supposed to know who are the people that need to know this Mm -hmm. if they can't help with this vision then they can't be in right now Mm -hmm. and it also takes so much time and and you know, focus away and I'm already dealing with focus here. So I don't need any more distractions. Now I'm spending more time explaining the vision to you versus if you're supposed to be here, you will believe me because you gonna have your own vision and I'm going to be in it. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand, then I don't have the time to explain it to you, baby. Catch me at when it, when Mm -hmm. it, when it pops out, (laughs) you know? So, um, I love you very, very, very much. You've been my therapist in my head for how long. (laughs) And my show is definitely about bringing people on the show to give them that flowers to let them know how they have either impacted my life Mm -hmm. or either letting the world know that, hey, this is this is one of the things that I've done. Even if it's not the therapist that I use, what this person is saying will help you. That's all you guys ask is, how would you get to this point? Teach me how to do this. That's all the show is, you guys. Me telling the truth. Now, some of those truths might be sexual. Sometimes they might be terrible. And sometimes they healing, Mm -hmm. you know. And so today, (laughs) today is one of those. So I just want to let you know that I'm so proud of you you. and I I see you and I I wish nothing but the absolute best for you. Thank you. And if you could, please tell the folks how we can support you, how you're supporting them with your, your, your books and your classes and where they can find you. And we will also drop those links below. Of
1: course, of course. Well, you all can subscribe to my YouTube channel for the first thing. Talk to me, Kitty. Um, you all can follow me on IG because that's where I promote a lot of my classes. And you all can, you all can also sign up for a class, www.krolls.com And the way that I support you all is my workbooks. One of my biggest workbooks right now is Becoming a Better Partner is about introspective work and you focusing on your flaws and your imperfections and things that you can prove within yourself without pointing a finger towards your partner. It's a completely honest book and it is very popular. And I'm actually really proud of that one. I'm, I'm actually really proud of that book because I've seen the tremendous work. There was a girl that told me she sits about her Bible. And that yeah. was my biggest compliment. Okay, I was like She said I was crying by page five And I said Oh good <laughs> Good for me somewhere
0: <laughs> Well I love that You are very You are very thorough And detailed woman And so I know that um, These classes Probably going You're going to have to Really sit in them Because it's mm-hmm. going to be A lot of information um, mm-hmm. So I'm like so excited I'm definitely going to Let you guys know um, On Patreon When I start taking the classes um, Because that's definitely On my t- my to-do Thank list you. this year um, I think I've gotten I think it's time To move forward for me I mm-hmm. think that I've grown a a lot but mm-hmm. I think it's time to be a baby again in different parts I've, I've uh-huh. become a baby again in this career yes. and I know that um, alignment usually Follows every area And so I think It's time to be A baby again When it comes to My mental health And how I'm How I'm showing up For myself And the work That I'm doing right. um, I've outgrown You know I've outgrown The last mm-hmm. Life coach Or therapist mm-hmm. And it's, it's time To move on So yeah. I'm super excited um, For this journey And I'm so grateful That you just made time um, As a mom As a wife as a, On all these stages That you've been seeing <laughs> on um, And you guys Make sure that you Catch her on Tonight's conversations On one of the tours um, But otherwise Thank you so much For your time thank you. and Mm-hmm. I love y'all. Thank y'all for saving space. If y'all was able to keep up with that, then you a real one. Uh, make sure that you support us below by joining the Patreon, signing up to the Discord, our private group chat, um, and check in because we do our monthly meetups on there, as well as there are over 300 classes, workshops, hands-on demonstrations from my work with Sexual Essentials, as well as the bonus shows for this podcast um, and our Just Another Sex Podcast show um, where we just talk about the intimate and sexual things that you guys want to hear more of as well. So I love y'all and thank y'all so much. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as Sexual. Essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, that but I also have almost 300 classes workshops private group chats hands-on demonstrations interviews behind the scenes footage and so much more if you want more from me then that's absolutely where you need to be if you would like to support this podcast make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends I'll see
1: you next week